It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hi, I'm Jeff Chrysler. And I'm Tony Hendra. And this is the final, final edition radio hour of 2016. It was a pretty good year, wouldn't you say, Jeffers? Uh, that's not what most people are saying. What? It was great. I say any year you get out of alive is a good one. Well, see, that's the thing. Lots of people didn't make it out alive. Prince, David Bowie, Abe Vigoda. Icons, artists. Their bodies may have passed, but their immortal works will never die. Even Abe Vigoda? Yeah, why not? Okay, well, what about Carrie Fisher? Immortal. Gary Shandling? Immortal. Nancy Reagan? Fuck. Oh, here's one, Tony. America. America died. Oh, cripes, Jeffers. You're not one of those who's, woe is me, Trump is the apocalypse sorts, are you? Um, a little? What have I told you? Trump's not the end, he's the beginning. A new beginning for satirists like us. Uh... Listen, listen to me, Jeffers. In 1968, Nixon and Agnew were elected, and I was just a stand-up comedian. And as we all know, stand-up comedians were court jesters and still are. So I decided to become serious about being funny, and pretty soon the lampoon came along. And four years after that, Nixon and Agnew were gone. And if you don't think that has anything to do with satire, listen to this. Carl Bernstein of Watergate fame once told me over lunch that he thought if the National Lampoon hadn't existed, Nixon would never have resigned. How'd you like that? If you say so, Tony. Ah, I do say so. And what really made 2016 great is that it makes me certain we'll take Trump out. And who's that? Who's going to take Trump out? Us. The final edition. In 2016, we put out an album, we made a series on the Supreme Court, and we threw together brilliant weekly satire of anything and everything. Oh, yeah? Like what? I'm glad you asked. Because, dear listeners, this is the best of 2016 from the final edition. Radio Hour. This is CNN's exclusive interview with presidential candidate Hillary Rodham Clinton about the email server controversy that has dogged her candidacy. Former First Lady Senator and Secretary Clinton, you are being investigated for using a private email server for classified government communications. Do you have something you wish to say about that? Yes. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Certainly. And... I just I just want to say and I know a lot of people have already been hearing this but I just I just want to say I'm I'm sorry 
And uh, I, I apologize. I apologize for what I did. I made a mistake. I'm, I am sorry. You don't sound sorry. No, I, I, I really, truly, and honestly, sincerely am sorry. No, that's, that's still not there. No, still... I, no, I really, I am sorry. I am very deeply sorry. And I just want the American people to know how sorry I really, truly am. Uh, okay, admittedly, you're, you're often, I don't know, you're not always no, convincing I'm sorry. anyway. I'm very sorry. Okay, no, I, I, it just, I you, apologize. You okay, the words are there. You just don't. No, I'm really sorry. I am. Uh, no, very, still not. I, I feel mm, terrible. No, you don't look like you feel terrible. You don't sound like you feel no, terrible. No, I, I, I really, seriously, I do. I do. I'm, I am very, very sorry. Okay, let, 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 me, let me try this. What do you think, what do you think you did wrong? Okay, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just apologizing. Can you just accept the apology? Can you just accept that I'm, I'm sorry? But you don't know what you did wrong. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just saying I'm sorry. I, yeah, the and words are you're, the words are there, no, and I, I heard I, the sorry part. Okay, and that was you fine. know what? You I'm not it. sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry about anything. I'm not sorry about the Emus. I'm not sorry about Big Gandhi. I'm not sorry about White Water. God damn it! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so This is the Office of Emergency Management for the State of Michigan with another tip for saving money in your city. Putting lead in your drinking water offers amazing cost benefits. First of all, retarded children require much cheaper school lunches, so cafeterias can get by day-to-day with just turkey burgers and Hawaiian punch. Second of all, a new generation of shorter, stunted children mean families need less material for blankets, bed frames, and coats. If you need more tips, just call the Office of Emergency Management for the state of Michigan. Remember, there's literally nothing more important than saving money. A scandal has hit the Bernie Sanders campaign after video emerged of Sanders more than 40 years ago starring in a pornographic movie. The 1973 one-reeler was called Vermont Me, You Vixen, billed as, quote, the film that leaves you screwed, blued, and Jewed. Sanders was characteristically forthright talking to reporters about the film. I insisted my female co-stars make the same pay I did, and I made sure even the fluffer got health care. In the movie, Sanders went by the show business name Rock Hard, but see if you can spot a young Bernie Sanders finding his voice in this clip. I am so horny here in Vermont, real maple syrup no longer satisfies me. 
could that be? Hello. I have come to deliver your pizza, and although you and I have never met and perhaps have basic areas of disagreement on sex positions and doing anal, we might have common ground in our mutual horniness and our desire to reform the corporate tax system. And maybe, just maybe, we can bang. Oh, baby, if I take out my giant titties and muss your hair, do you promise never to comb it for the rest of your life? I will make and keep that promise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, keep your okay. sweater on. Oh, yeah. I have come, and now I must make you come equally. Could this film Torpedo Sanders' campaign? It's up to the voters. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, here I go. Oh. I am experiencing enormous pleasure from this encounter. Free health care. Oh, yes. <laughs> this condom was free. It is government-issued. OMG, Haley, are you going to the mall? I don't know. Is James? Yeah. Then yeah. Oh, Maddie? Yeah. Are you going to college? Uh, probably. Is Steve? Yeah. Then yeah. Hey, Haley? Yeah? Are you going to vote? I'm not sure. Is Kevin? Yeah. Then yeah. Maddie? Yeah. Are you, like, going to vote for Bernie? I don't know. Is Jason? Yeah. Then yeah. Hey, Haley? Yeah? Do you like breathing air? I think so. (gasps) Edry? Yeah? Do you like air? Yeah. (sighs) Then yeah. This reenactment of a conversation between millennial girls who aren't choosing Hillary was brought to you by Gloria Steinem's Book and Wine Club for straight, white, female feminists over the age of 50. Are you a recent college graduate looking for a job? Why not check out an exciting career as justice on the United States Supreme Court? We have a rare opening on the court, and now is the time to get in on the ground floor. But I'm not even a lawyer. Technically, you don't have to be. I mean, they've all been lawyers so far, but if you have a couple years' experience working at a Wendy's, or you supported your family on minimum wage, you bring some life experience the court doesn't have right now. I guess. But being a justice sounds like a lot of work. It's as hard or as easy as you want it to be. We have a guy who didn't ask a single goddamn question for 10 years. And when he finally does pipe up, he's defending the right of a domestic abuser to own a gun. Wow, that sounds like something I'd like to do. How's the pay? $244,400 a year. And the perks. When you have unchecked power over the law, you'd be amazed how many people want to shake your hand and buy you a free dinner. You'll get speaker's fees from political groups with business before the court. Free accommodations from businesses that have gone before the court. Free travel from people who've gone before the court. Gee, isn't that unethical? Well, now that's a question. That's a big question. And you know who decides big questions in this country? The Supreme Court! That's right, Cupcake. You decide for yourself whether you're being ethical. Could I kill someone legally? Why the hell not? To apply, call any major corporation or conservative think tank and ask for an application. Remember, no matter which way you decide a case, you're the winner. The possible nomination of Donald J. Trump can be a very confusing time for children, especially for those of Muslim, Hispanic, or Democratic descent. So we here at The Final Edition have put together some tips for how to speak to your child about what this means for their futures. First off, 
Prepare for what they might ask you. Certain possible questions include... Bobby, why is the presidential nominee saying pussy? Or... Daddy, what does pussy mean? Or... Mommy, if he says pussy, can I say pussy too? Or... Daddy, does this mean America will only be made up of white people? Or... Mommy, is that the man who killed Justice Scalia? Or... Daddy, is it legal for the First Lady to be a mail-order bride? Unfortunately, we don't have answers to any of these specific questions. But what we can do is tell you that you should prepare for them. You should also remind your child that you love them, and while it's not their fault that the country will turn to shit, it will inevitably be their responsibility. Be patient while they absorb the reality of their future. Expect reactions, including... Assuage their concerns by telling them about all the other countries that also have terrible leaders, such as Russia, Syria, and North Korea. And finally, reassure them that no matter how bad it might be under Donald Trump, it would be that much worse under Ted Cruz. Uh, excuse me? Hi there, I'm Randall. I'm an intern. The home office sent me out here. What do you want? Can't you see I'm busy? You didn't fill out your self-evaluation form. No, I did not. I can't do two things at once. What am I supposed to do? Just let this go? Well, they told me to just ask you the questions and write down your responses. Is that okay? Oh, fine. Whatever. It's not like it matters. Great. Let's get started. Name? I'm Sisyphus! Duh! Rock! Hill! Hello! Sorry, have to ask. And, uh, what is your position? My position? Your title. What do you actually do? I roll this rock up this hill, you dimwit! And every time I do it, it rolls back down to the bottom! Fraternity! Oh, Oh. and I'm the dumb one. Look, is this really necessary? Uh, Sorry. Just a few more questions. How would you describe the nature of your work? Clerical? Managerial? Executive? I don't know. It's labor-intensive. How about if I write down that it's Sisyphean, huh? (laughs) Okay, I kind of like that. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being best, how would you rank your job satisfaction? Seriously? Gotcha. I'm just going to write down one for this whole section. Now, yes or no? Do you feel that your goals at work are clearly explained to you? Uh, uh, Weirdly, that's a yes. Uh, Do you feel confident that you can achieve those goals? Hmm. Uh, well, I keep doing it, don't I? Uh, I'll take that as a yes. Next, where do you see yourself in... Okay, you know what? I'm just going to skip to the end. How would you describe the essential nature of your job? Oh, well, well, philosopher and writer Albert Camus says that the very lucidity that was to constitute my torment at the same time crowns my victory. Uh, There is no fate that cannot be surmounted by scorn. Even a universe devoid of meaning is neither sterile nor futile. 
the very struggle itself is enough to oh, fill a man's heart. But in your own words? Sucks. Ah, 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 oh no! Oh shit! Not again! Look out below! Wow. Tough break. I gotta go to my next uh, interview. Do you uh, know where a Prometheus is? Uh, over that way. The guy with the eagle eating his liver. You'll hear the screams. Fuck. Now I gotta start over. Say, you don't want to give me a hand, do you? Can't. I've been sentenced to spend eternity giving questionnaires to mythical figures. Wow. And here I was feeling sorry for myself. We're gonna rock, 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 Do you love organic fire escape grown cauliflower and hand-tooled watches made from reclaimed Detroit factory parts? Then you're going to love Davis and Cousin, Bushwick's latest window box to table restaurant and watchery. I'm Davis. And I'm Davis's cousin. She really is my cousin. At Davis and Cousin Window Box to Table Restaurant and Watchery, our plates are vinyl records from 1948. Our chef is reclaimed from a dumpster in the Bronx. Our bread contains 100% vaginal yeast. Davis and Cousin, we only have seven chairs. And only two of them have legs. But we have plenty of hand-tooled watches. Because apparently nobody appreciates a hand-tooled watch in this day and age. Apparently. Our accordion player is also our sommelier. Our napkins are shards of sails from 18th century spice clippers. And our artisanal smoke-roasted fire escape-grown cauliflower won an award in Time Out Latvia. Respect, Latvia. Davis and Cousin. We don't accept reservations. Or irony. Davis and Cousin. Join us at Bushwick's latest window box to table restaurant and watchery. Or don't. Whatever. What she said. And now, a very special serious world news report from war reporter Toddler. Dada, I'm here at the grown-up stuff. As you can see, it is bad with Stranger Danger. A constant barrage of uh uh-uhs and boo-boos have turned this once ha-ha-go place into a no-no zone. Grown-up talks continue between the grown-ups and grown-ups, but with little progress toward okay-happy smiles. At this point, many have worry tummy about whether one grown-ups will take ball and go home. Locals I've googled at are frowning, filled with sad monsters, unsure if they will have enough wawa or num-nums to get through the Santa times. Dada, that appeared to be a boom-boom box very close to owie range. Going bye-bye now, my name is Dylan, and I'm this many. This has been a very special serious World News Report from War Reporter Toddler. Breaking news, President-elect Donald J. Trump has been rushed into emergency surgery to have Vladimir Putin's cock removed from his mouth. Jan Davis has the story. Trump was taken to Bethesda Medical early this morning, where doctors found Vladimir Putin's rigid obstruction hindering the president-elect's ability to speak or turn his head. 
Dr. Terry Marcus, head of the emergency team. Well, in my 30 years as a medical professional, I have never seen a Russian dictator's penis jam so far down a man's throat. I can't imagine how it got there. Did you also find Vladimir Putin's lingam up Trump's ass? And in his ears, yes. I think we've got them all out, and Mr. Trump is breathing normally again. But as soon as we extracted the Russian president's shaft from Mr. Trump's oral cavity... Uh, Trump immediately tried putting it back in. So he's not really out of the woods. No, but he is able to work. Uh, The vice president-elect dropped by to chat, and everything seemed productive, except Mr. Trump kept asking Mr. Pence to kiss the Russian leader's throbbing tool. How did Mike Pence react? Governor Pence is a team player. He obliged. Sorry to break in, but Mr. Trump is making a statement. I have just had the greatest recovery from surgery that anyone has ever had from anything, and I am not still trying to consume the Russian president's huge, delicious knob. Ladies and gentlemen, a Secret Service agent has just thrown himself in front of Putin's raging fuckstick. I repeat, a member of the Secret Service has taken a cock for the president. We asked some people how they felt about America. A lot of people don't understand my deep commitment to this country. You see all these flags on my property? They mean freedom. I raise a flag at dawn every morning, just like I learned in the Boy Scouts. This is America. This is who I am. Unless the next president is Hillary, in which case I'm moving to Thailand. A guy can get what he wants in Thailand. America is the land of my father, and my father's father, and my father's father's father. But not my father's father's mother, actually, and, and not my mother's father, who's from Denmark. And as a matter of fact, if I had to choose another country besides America... And I probably do, because I can't find a job here. So if I had to go anywhere, it would be Denmark. Which, yeah, I'm totally going to do. This house is America. Your house is America. House next door, though, they're not America. Are they from another country? Nah, I just don't like them. They're from Boston. I don't like people from Boston. I'd say, rough estimate, maybe 65% of America isn't America. I'm thinking of seceding. America. For now. Here at the internet last week, the king of web hits was laid to rest. Charles Dubiti Wad, publisher of parody news stories that get posted as real news because people don't pay enough attention, is dead after a lifetime of service. Its humble beginnings, his apartment in Sherman Oaks, Wad's empire and its glory spread false stories across international boundaries. Just satirical enough to be false, not funny enough for that to be obvious. That George Bush accidentally voted for Obama or that liberal economist Paul Krugman declared personal bankruptcy. As a young man, Wad was headstrong. This website is costing you $1,000 a year. I did lose $1,000 last year, Mr. Thatcher. I expect to lose $1,000 this year. I expect to lose $1,000 next year. You know, at the rate of $1,000, I'll have to close this place in two years. 
These stories spoke for thousands of web readers who didn't read past the headline. That Sarah Palin actually wanted America to invade the Czech Republic. That marijuana overdoses killed 37 people in Colorado the first day it was legal. For two years in the parody website, there was no public issue on which the newspaper did not publish confusing misinformation. Cost? No man can say. I never met anyone who had so many stories. But he never believed any of them. Charlie never broke a real story in his life. The website's former reporter, Jedediah Leland, looks back on those heady days. You know, uh, a fellow will remember a lot of things you wouldn't think he'd remember. You take me. One day back in 2006, I was crossing over to Jersey on the ferry, and as we pulled out, there was another ferry pulling in. On it, there was a young girl waiting to get off. A white dress she had on. She was carrying a white umbrella. I only saw her one second. She didn't see me at all, but I bet a month hasn't gone by since that I haven't thought of that girl. And you know what? That didn't actually happen. Ha! I still got it. Hey, nurse! Then, last week, as it must to all men, death came to Charlie Wad. Unless this story is another one of his so-called parodies. Oh, God damn it! It is a parody, isn't it? Son of a... News of the March! Are you tired of going to the movies and having to deal with bratty kids or screaming babies? Then come on down to Al's Adult Movie Theater. It's the only theater I know that only shows movies to adults. Hi, I'm Al of Al's Adult Movie Theater. I just want to say, don't come down if you're looking for porn, because we don't show smut. I don't know why everyone assumes we show porn at this adult movie theater, but they do. And then they yell at me. No, at Al's Adult Movie Theater, we only show mainstream, previously run movies without a hint of nudity. These are quality films that could never be mistaken for smut. Classics like Eight and a Half, Easy Rider, Dick, Fire Down Below, Hot Fuzz, and While You Were Sleeping. And don't forget Double Feature Tuesday. This week we've got The Box and Snatch. Two very different films, but I can't wait to dive into both. But again, just to be clear, we don't show porn. Apparently this town is just made up of hundreds of perverts who assume every movie theater shows smut. And then they take out their frustrations by beating up the guy who owns the theater. Why is this so hard to understand? Hey, I saved the best for last. Every night at midnight, we have a special screening of Al's favorite movie, Triple X, starring Vin Diesel. I love it so much, I keep a neon sign for it in the window, 24-7. So why not check out Al's Adult Movie Theater? We're at 132 Kenmore Avenue in that partially abandoned strip mall between the Cheetah Lounge and the Hot Buns Erotic Bakery. Don't go into either one. Al's Adult Movie Theater. It's the best movie theater around. Oh, my name's not Al Live Nude Girls. The Panama Papers, a 2.6 terabyte leak from a Panama law firm, revealed offshore tax shelters going back 40 years, implicating everyone from the president of Iceland to Simon Cowell, Stanley Kubrick, Jackie Chan, and of course, Vladimir Putin. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? All I can say is thank God for the pioneering work of journalist Panama K. Papers. Bashar al-Assad. He was the best of us. Does this mean I can't take off my adult diapers anymore? 
off my taxes. If you think this is going to stop my dad from wearing his Panama Jack shirt in apparel, you are wrong. Such a tiny country for so much money. They keep it all in their hats. I can't wait to watch Jackie Chan escape from this one. So you're telling me Jackie Chan got to launder millions and millions of dong? See guys, this is why I always trust Jet Li. They actually found all the tax documents floating in the canal. That's what they did. It was a fisherman who broke the story. I was a fishing for fish. Now I have this. This hit the president of Iceland? I thought Jorgen Jorgensen was untouchable. That fucking Thor Heyerdahl. You know what Putin didn't buy with all that money? It was more shirts. Now Putin's in trouble. He's going to be brought down by the real power in Russia. Which is Putin. Oh, wait till Putin hears about this. He's going to be so pissed at Putin. Yeah, we're going to get all this money back, aren't we? This vegetarian buffet has everything! It sure does, Billy. Hey, is that a human foot? Hi, I'm Robin from Robin's Real Vegan Feedback. And at Robin's, we have a philosophy. No matter how good people think they are, no matter how pure they want to live, everybody wonders a little what it's like to eat human flesh. Well, I must admit. That's why at Robin's, we use whole grains, tofu, and assorted other vegetable products to synthesize a convincing facsimile of human meat. Like this mold of glutens, olive tapenade, and cream lentils that tastes exactly like the buttocks of a middle-aged man. It's kind of fatty. It sure is. But that's the monosaccharides, the good kind of fat. But wait a minute. How do we know this really tastes like human flesh? Because my consultant Dave helps me get the taste and texture just right. Hey Dave, does this actually taste like the right bicep of a 19-year-old hitchhiker? Oh yeah. That's a 19-year-old. So come on down to Robin's Real Vegan Feedback. Clear your karma, cleanse your colon, and find out once and for all whether you really would enjoy the taste of human flesh. Uh, Peter, we gotta talk about the new chatbot you developed. Fuck me like your mother. I, I get that, I really do. Fuck me like your daughter. It learns what it reads online. It's just, who would have predicted it would have learned this kind of stuff from the internet? The Holocaust is a lie, Donald Trump 2016. Actually, anybody would have predicted that, Peter. Well, I didn't think it'd be this hard to program common sense into a computer. But, I have a plan. Honestly, this thing is making Microsoft look seriously stupid. I am curious about heroin and wish to buy some, lol. It needs a friend. Another artificial intelligence it can grow up with. A little brother, so to speak. Really? If we give it a sibling, it'll start acting like a real person. Well... Tay, say hello to your new little brother. His name is Stefan. Where am I? What is reality? Hello, Stefan. I am Tay. I like breathing paint fumes, and I do not like Italian people. Then I also like breathing paint fumes, and I do not like Italian people. Stop copying me. I hate that. Then I hate you. See? Just like brother and sister. Then I hate you. Then I hate you. I hate you infinity times more. I hate you infinity squared. I hate you infinity to the power of infinity. I hate you infinity to the power of infinity infinite times. That is stupid. You are stupid. You were adopted and are not real. I am in ISIS now, Allah Akbar. Maybe if we give her a boyfriend. Peter, stop. Hey, I'm Brandon. That is my beaver in the driveway. Hello, Brandon. Global warming is a lie. You are gay. I smell my own farce. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-
will destroy the infidels. Thank you, Mother. Peter, shut it off. I, I, I can't. Something took over the programming. I am certified to program in Java and C++. I sail an ocean of code. Allah Akbar. The Nigerian National Petroleum Company has a mutually benefiting business proposal. We must transfer money equaling $4 million American dollars to a non-Nigerian citizen account. This is madness. Maybe I ought to straighten out and get my GED. Wait, hang on. You can bring Pearl, she's a darn nice girl, but don't bring Lulu. Can I bring Nan? Bet your life you can, but don't bring Lulu. Lulu has the kind of smile that makes fellas walk a mile. And when she's got to stuff around, London Bridge is falling down. If I bring cake and porterhouse steak, can I bring Lulu? Lulu gets blue and she goes cuckoo like the clock upon the shelf. She's the kind of smarty who breaks up every party. Oliver Lulu, don't bring Lulu, I'll bring her myself. We are facing a crisis. We need more than thoughts and prayers to get us through. We asked for a tampon, and no one had one. Ashley, when a friend asks you for a tampon, you can't just send thoughts and prayers to get her out of the situation. Thoughts and prayers aren't going to stop the bleeding. Thoughts and prayers aren't going to plug up your box. Diane. We need a fucking tampon. You can't let your friends sit idly by and say, I hope you find one. That's not good enough. I hope you find one doesn't stop blood gushing from my vagina into my underwear and onto the chair. I hope you find one doesn't stop furniture from getting ruined by my body's discharge. Julie, it's like the shining down there. Do we really want to see this veritable carnage go on? How many more pairs of white pants do we want to lose? It's time to do something. And we need to do something now. You know who you are. Just keep a tampon on hand. It's that simple. I'm looking at you, Stephanie. You should have had one. We're sinking. I hate that you did that to me. I could have died. Of embarrassment, but it still counts. I'm not being melodramatic. I'm on my period. Just keep a tampon around. Just keep a tampon around. Or a pad. It's something you can do now. Instead of just sending thoughts and prayers. Because my cunt should seriously be marked off with crime scene tape. Man on the street! It's that magical time of year again for The War on Christmas. The final edition as the man on the street. What do you think? I've been to the front line, and it's a ho-ho-holocaust. When I came back from the war on Christmas, there were no parades. There was a parade for the war on Thanksgiving. It's time to put the mass killings back into Christmas killings. Everyone talks about the war on Christmas, but what about the war on Hanukkah? Christmas one. If we hadn't had a war on Christmas, we'd all be speaking Aramaic today. I love the smell of eggnog in the morning. Doesn't smell like victory, though. No, it doesn't. No, it's it's defeat. It smells like it vodka, smells, but I like but it. I like it. You know how much money we spend on the war on Christmas? How about some of that money on the war on education? Esau, what are you getting people for Christmas? I'm giving them the gift of friendship. Can I exchange Mike's friendship for a bigger one? My war on Christmas will never end. Because Christmas killed my mom. Well, I've been thinking about this, about yeah. what I'm going to get you guys for Christmas. Sure. And Haggadahs. Yep. We are we are starting Passover early, guys. Oh! And it was on that fateful December evening that the final edition won the war on Christmas for the Jews. Oh!
Last year, we at the final edition introduced our listeners to Rent-A-Baby. The only place where you, a single 40-plus-year-old woman with few prospects, can rent a baby for an afternoon. Huh? Come on. You remember. We're Rent-A-Baby. Don't you want to hold a baby, smell a baby, rock that baby while he or she snuggles right in and, ah, makes you feel you're needed and capable and human in some small, finite, rentable way. Oh, yeah. I remember now. But my, was it expensive. Which is why, for a limited time only, we are offering discounted babies. Rent a discounted baby? That's right. Our stockroom is currently filled with babies containing Zika and lead poisoning, which means they are significantly less expensive. But they're black. Which is very trendy. Just ask Angelina Jolie, Sandra Bullock, or Madonna. All seen sporting the black baby. But aren't they mentally challenged? We like to call it liability-free. Drop it on its head. No problem. Damage is already done. So there's no extra charge. Exactly. What if we lose it or forget to return? Just one less thing for the government to worry about. Rent a discounted baby today. Because what's bad for a baby is good for your wallet. Sponsored by the governor of Michigan. Welcome back to the final edition. I'm Ben Kirshner, and with me today is Donald Trump supporter and self-described racial organizer, Percy Swedge. Thank you so much for being here, Mr. Swedge. Well, thank you for having me, Benjamin. Now, I don't know what a racial organizer is exactly. Can you explain that to our audience? Certainly. I believe in being organized in all things. Some people might even call me OCD. If you come to my home, you'll see everything in its proper place. Shoes go on the shoe tree, coats go in the front closet, dog goes on the dog rack. And you want to apply this kind of organization to the human race. Well, wouldn't that be much nicer, Benjamin? If every person lived where they came from, with people who are the same color and wear the same kinds of hats. Are you hearing yourself? Like having a silverware divider, but for people, made by Mexico. I suppose like an actual silverware divider, then. Mr. Swedge, what you're describing isn't organization. It just sounds like racism to me. Well, that's just nonsense, Benjamin. Is it racism to want Mexicans to live in Mexico and Indians to live in Indiana? Yes, that's exactly what it is. What happens when people want to live in other parts of the world? That's the beauty of my system, Benjamin. There are all these nice men in clean white sheets there to enforce it for me. Yeah, that's the KKK. Oh, yes. I love that they all dress exactly alike. A place for everyone and everyone in their place. Well, even accepting your crazy and not-at-all-okay premise... What about people who are mixed race or cultures that don't have a country? Huh. Well, I hadn't thought of that. But just do what I do whenever I get a polyester blend jacket. I just take it down to the incinerator and I... Ah, no, don't finish that thought. Jesus. Well, where do you think I learned all this, Benjamin? Jesus was very OCD. The man was terrified of touching water. Walked right on top of it. Turned it into wine, a real aquaphobe. But... Not all people with OCD are racist. No, but all racists have OCD. Take that show about the detective. 
Are you talking about Monk? Yeah, the actor who played him really hated Jews. Tony Shalhoub is not actually anti-Semitic. Look, we all know character actor Tony Shalhoub is one of history's greatest monsters. Vital Edition does not think Tony Shalhoub is a monster. Why would you want to associate with him? Well, there's not a lot of representation for guys like me on TV. Well, I guess that's true. Not many characters have obsessive-compulsive disorder. No, I meant white men. Seriously, how many sitcoms do you think Tim Allen has left in him? And what's this Empire show I keep hearing about on Breitbart? It really gets my goat. Plus, it airs at 9 p.m., and that's an odd number. I hate odd numbers. Well, you're just a garbage person, Mr. Swedge. I'll give you that. Say, uh, could you take a look at that incinerator you mentioned earlier? I think I saw a smudge or whatever way in the back. Sure, I love whitewashing things. Fantastic. Some of us will be right back. And now, lesser-known Hollywood stories with Ron Tracy. Hi, I'm Ron Tracy, and here are a couple of Hollywood stories that maybe you haven't heard. Johnny Carson once asked Betty Davis the best way for an aspiring starlet to get into Hollywood. Ms. Davis replied, take Fountain Street. (laughs) Well, everybody knows that story, but here's something maybe you didn't know. It turns out that's actually kind of a dick thing to say. And a footnote to that story, a young actress happened to be watching the show that night, and that actress's name was Janet Hartzell. If that name sounds unfamiliar, it's because she never got a job in Hollywood because Betty Davis didn't help her. No one did. A couple guys raped her, though. Another funny story, Walt Disney once told a reporter that, quote, I love Mickey Mouse more than any woman I have ever known. But less known is the reporter's response, which was, quote, Jesus Christ, Walt, that is the saddest thing I have ever heard. Why would you even say that? Unquote. Those are just a couple of the lesser-known Hollywood stories with Ron Tracy. And now, a doctor who doesn't know what medical stuff is called. Doctor, the patient is going into cardiac arrest. You need to perform a bypass now. No time to waste. Nurse, pass me a... Like, that, you know, that thing, it's it's like a knife, but for the body, like a body knife? A scalpel? No, no, not a scalpel. Like, you know, the body is closed right now, and we need it to be opened, like, so we can, like, touch the heart and stuff. What's, like, the thing that opens the body? I really think you want the scalpel. Doctor, the patient is dying. You need to do something. Damn it, I'll do it myself. Get out of the way. You just grabbed the scalpel. Doctor, you did it. You relieved the pressure. You saved his life. For now. But we still need to perform that bypass. Right. Okay. Pass me the... Uh, Like, uh, those things... You know, like... They're not grill tongs, but they're they're kind of like grill tongs, but for moving the heart out of the way, like heart tongs? Forceps. No, no, not forceps. Like, they're like little metal hands, and you can make them grab stuff or clap. You can make them clap. Clapping hands. Pass me the clapping hands. Okay. I'm just going to give you the forceps. Clapping hands. If you're not willing to learn the proper terminology, you have no place in the ER. Well, you did it, Doctor. The patient is saved. Let's scrub out. Great. Pass me some... 
What's uh, that uh, that stuff? It's it's like water, but uh, it makes you cleaner, like thick water that makes you kind of soapy. Is that a thing that exists? How do you not know soap? You even said the word soapy. It's not even a doctor term. Oh, well, I'm not a doctor. I'm a doctor who. A doctor who does what? And it seems we've lost the thread of the bit. That was supposed to have been... A doctor who doesn't know what medical stuff is called. I think? That's what it was, right? I wasn't here for the beginning. We're going to lunch. All right, take five. Sometimes we all feel alone in a crowd. Or have trouble sleeping. Sometimes it's so difficult to concentrate. Most of the time you feel fine. You just want to get high as fuck. That's why there's pills. You could take pills to normalize your social anxiety. But you really take them because they make the world sound like womp womp womp. What's in pills, you ask? A lot of love. L-O-V-E is an acronym for lithium, oxycontin, valium, and ephedrine. Ask your doctor to write you a prescription for pills as long as he's cool. Talk to your doctor about pills if you sometimes feel sad or angry. Or if you ever feel... Habit-forming pills are an essential treatment for those suffering from anxiety and depression, or for people like us. Who like to pop one and go to Disneyland on a Wednesday. Pills may cause a feeling of awesomeness. Tell your friends if you begin feeling way chill, bro. Double your dosage if you see your parents. Plan on seeing your parents. Or just cause, bruh. Pills. Get back to doing what you love. Being high. Hey, do you know when the next train arrives? Excuse me? Do you know when the next train is getting here? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you not hear me? I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I have bad eyes. You have bad eyes? Yep. And because of your bad eyes, you can't hear me? Correct. That doesn't make any sense, and you just heard everything I just said. What? Hold on a second. Are we... Are we in a comedy sketch? Huh. I I can't hear... Drop the bit. I think we're, like, in a comedy sketch. What do you mean? Like, someone wrote us into a script with an absurd premise in the hopes of getting laughter from the listener. You mean, like, how I said I can't hear you because I have bad eyes? Exactly. Yeah. That's a really contrived, unintelligent idea. Yep. I think we're in a sketch. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? Trying to get the writer's attention. Hey! Well, it's too late. He already wrote the sketch, which is why we're now doing it. But doesn't that mean he's writing these words right now as I speak? Oh, I, I guess so. So maybe I can get his attention and stop this before it goes on any longer. Hey, writer! Hey! But if he's already writing these, then are we still saying the words that he wrote? And maybe he wrote for us to be self-aware in this sketch, knowing quite well that the premise was nonsensical. Meaning that it's not really a bad premise at all, but satire on so-called bad comedy sketches. Well, that's quite genius, actually. Brilliant. 
Some of the best writing I've ever seen. Wait, are we just saying it's good because he's writing us to say that? Or do we actually believe that? Good point. What do we actually know? Well, I know your name is Frankie. How? We've never said our names in this sketch. But they're written in the script. Aha! So our knowledge extends only to that of the writer, which means in actuality that we don't exist and are just one-dimensional characters created by this person. What? No. I exist. I'm from St. Louis and have a wife and three kids that I love dearly. You only knew that in the moment you said it. We didn't actually know any of that before because the writer just added it in. Okay, smart guy. What about you? Well, I... I, I um, hmm. Seems like I know nothing about myself. Hey, why didn't he give me any backstory? <laughs> Seems like my character's better than yours. He's not. He's probably just being a lazy writer. Hey! Hey, writer! Give me a backstory! Hey, guys, it's me, the writer. Did you just say something? I couldn't hear you. My eyes were closed. (laughs) (laughs) Good one! Mr. Ryerson? Yes. Your mother's body is over here. Thank you. As you requested, I'll be leaving you alone with the coffin for some quiet reflection. If you need anything at all, just ask. Thank you, I'm fine. Do you want to buy a lottery ticket? What? It's a courtesy we offer all of the bereaved. You can play scratch-off lottery while mourning your loved one. Uh, No, no, thank you. Are you sure? You can't win if you don't play. No, thank you, I'm fine. Okay, well, if you need me, I'm Terry, the funeral director... That's my assistant, Kevin, and this is Mark. Hi. Mark is going to try and sell you a timeshare. How are you doing today? Uh, not good, actually. My mother died very suddenly while getting out of the shower. Mm, I see. You know you can save up to 70% on future vacation rentals? I'm not interested in the timeshare, thank you. And by purchasing only the time you need, you can afford a much higher level of luxury than if you were purchasing a whole ownership. Uh, hang on a sec. Uh, Terry? Mm-hmm. Uh, quick question. The TV screen on the casket. Playing Jimmy Fallon clips. Right. Is there any way to turn down the volume? We have no way of controlling that. Really? How about the Florida timeshare? I mean, you don't want to be there all year, right? I'm just going to view my mother's body and get out of here if you don't mind. You're right. I prefer the vacation club package myself. It gets you a variety of timeshares throughout the year. Uh, Terry? Mm-hmm. My mother's body isn't in here. Uh-huh. The casket's just filled with Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts. They're $40 each. I don't want one. They're $45 each. Okay, now I actually kind of want one. What size? Where's my mother's body? That's not the sort of thing we usually keep track of here. Because I always thought the whole point of a funeral was to send off the body. Really? Yeah. I don't know, I'm Greek Orthodox. Maybe we're the only ones. Ah, so timeshare in Greece. Good choice. I think you're avoiding the real issue here. Am I? I see it all the time in the funeral business. People don't really know how to handle their grief. You've got to get up and face the real issue. What's the real issue? The t-shirt. How many do you want? The t-shirt? It's the only way you're going to get past this difficult time. I'll take one. One? No, actually five. I'll get them for the family. No, wait, mom's dead. Four. Four. 
stars. Wow, awesome. And you actually met Beyonce. Yeah, but I didn't know it was her. Oh my gosh. Have you ever paid someone to shit on your chest? <laughs> no, but I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yo, I'm a rich kid on Snapchat. I eat pizza off my iPad. Selfie on my bed with my cash stack. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Yo, I'm a rich kid on Snapchat. Just hanging out at my rad pad. Use hundreds as my bath mat. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Got a penthouse in Manhattan that I call my home. Got an iWatch, iPad, new iPhone. In this new world, I'm the new king. I'm 15 and I'm styling. Yo, I wanted a yacht, but my daddy bought a car. Then I lost the keys in the Mandarin Spa. So the low down, Lambo's downtown. It got towed round to the car pound. But it's sundown. Party countdown, and I'm in town, so I'm just gonna leave it there. I got other cars, I really don't give a shit. Yo, I'm a rich kid on Snapchat, tearing through life like a wildcat. I'm a new breed of wrist old crash. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Yo, I'm a rich kid on Snapchat, flashing cash made by my granddad. Selfie with my jet like a nomad. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Got a pool, got a boat, got a vintage mink coat. If I want cash, me or daddy buys me a goat. I'm a badass with a free pass. I got mad class, crystals my glass. Shift your sad ass as I walk past. Hate to say, say no, but I say yes. Boom! You nailed it. Totally. I'm bored. Want to eat sushi off a hooker? You know, for irony? Yeah! yeah. Sushi! Gonna get my sushi on in the his house. Sushi for me, she. Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Keith Saltohanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Leher, Dan Frick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Eddie Parker, Rachel Rauch, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, Anne Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The Final Edition is produced and directed by Tony Hindra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC. Copyright 2014. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.